my name is sridhar ranganathan i'm the founder and ceo of the shankar mahadevan academy but i am not a musician i have to tell you that the last 10 years of running this academy has been living a passion it doesn't feel like a job uh, i have found the uh, the perfect uh, you know job if you will where i live it i'm not working it okay the first thing is uh, listen listen to music just listen to any type of music that is in the house Good morning, Shridhar Ji. Namaste. It's Namaste. a real pleasure to have you as my guest. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Thank you. I'm very good. I'm excited to uh, to chat with you too. Thank you. Tell me about your uh, growing up years. What were they like? I grew up in a suburb called Sion in Mumbai, or at that time it was called Bombay. Right. And uh, uh, I went to uh, Saint Joseph Wadala, uh, which was uh, you know a fantastic. Uh, a uh, school and just that you know we are in uh, our batch you know we are still in touch with each other and then i went to sius college for my pre university education then i went to ramrao adik institute of technology which is now called as dy patil university which is in new bombay right. uh, you know as i grew up what i realized is i grew i learned a lot of things from this some walking the streets of bombay as much as i learned from the schooling mm-hmm. uh, that really helped me when i went uh, Uh, to the US and uh, came back. <clears throat> I worked for a year in Mumbai, and I was about 22 when I went to the US. I did my MS in computer science from Villanova University, which is in Pennsylvania. Then I went westwards, worked for Xerox Corporation for about five years. At that time, I also finished my MBA from UC Berkeley. And around that time, when I finished my uh, MBA, I was thinking of doing something different, so like uh, starting a company. But I accept that I didn't have the courage to do it. Right. So I joined the next best thing, which was a startup. At the time, it was called Pure Software. It was started by Reed Hastings, who is the current CEO of Netflix. You know, um, it was a fantastic journey of three years where we went through eleven mergers and acquisitions, which eventually told you know uh, excited me and gave me the courage to start my own company. Uh, the three friends of ours, uh, uh, the three of us who were college mates in uh, India at the DY Patel University. uh anurag mendekar mohan vishwanath and me uh we started something called online anywhere in uh, 97 uh essentially we were you not know, talking about it one night and he said that some day some people will use email on a phone and this was 97 of course there was no phone it was uh, kind of a that was the phone we started with um uh, one thing led to another and uh, it, the internet really took off uh, in 98 99 and 99 yahoo acquired us and uh, we were part of a division called yahoo everywhere and then for the next 3 years uh, we did a lot of significant deals with a lot of mobile operators who would use yahoo services on the mobile uh, on uh, for their offering uh, fast forward to 2003 when i came back here to set up the yahoo software development center i did that for about 2 and a half years until about 2006 i think and later um, uh, the old entrepreneurial bug had bitten me again i started a company in uh, what is called as uh, sensor based automation uh, the easiest one to think about is a uh, sensor that is stuck to your car and then when you approach the toll booth the thing opens by reading the thing and then the money is gone off your thing so it's sensor based automation again we were very early 2006 nobody was thinking about it or few, few people are thinking about it but then they were all big companies so right. we did pretty well for about 2 years the 2008 crash uh the the financial crash just uh, wiped us out again 
Right. So that's the first time I took a break for about four months uh, to figure out what to do next. Mm. From when I was at Yahoo, what I realized is was uh, it was very very hard to find good people. You know, even people from really good colleges would come for interviews and they would know the basics. So in Yahoo, we actually had a plan to train them and get them on board and everything. But my thought went to about how can we fix this early on? How can we do this? Uh, you know, uh, make the education better in in a way that you know what there are two types of India, right? One is the fortunate ours where we have a very strong family background that helps us, and there is the other part of India where the the you know, they're the first time school goers. So how do we help them? Is the thought that stuff. Mm. So in 2009, I started this company called Cluedon Learning or Cluedon Inc. The word Cluedon came from getting clued in on the cloud. It was cloud-based computing. Yeah. So I started that uh, company and uh, we had a prototype within about four months. And I went from school to school, college to college, about 50, 60 uh, places. They did not you know, buy it. They did not even understand the idea because you know, 2009, the internet was still you know, buffering and sure. all kinds of things. And, and they didn't think a computer, you know, they would mistake thinking that the computer would teach the children, not the teachers. What I was trying to give them was the computer will give them the knowledge of how to teach better. And uh, so 2009 kind of went me, you know, uh, doing a lot of legwork up and down. Mm. And then in 2010, uh, I was on a flight back from uh, Bombay to Bangalore. And I was reading the midday newspaper. And I just happened to see this article by somebody about Shankar Mahadevan applying for a government land grant to open right. up an academy. Mm. It just so happened that Shankar was my classmate in college in engineering. Oh, right. And, um, and uh, and then I called him, and it took me a while to connect with him because he was Shankar Mahadev, and and I'd lost touch with him. So it took me a while to connect with him, and uh, um, I just told him, "This is I know that you applied for a land grant. That may take five, six, seven years, ten years, and we don't know when it will come. But we have all the land on the cyberspace, on the cloud. Let's just get started." Sure. So he thought for a little bit, and he said, "Let's meet in Bombay." So I went the next week, mm. and uh, he had written down three things. I had written down three things, and they were exactly the same. How to make classical music uh, easier, more fun, uh, less uh, frightening. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you have the respect, but then there is always that confusion between respect and fear for children. So, how do you make sure that the children enjoy it without fear? At the same time, respect the guru and the and the knowledge art form. Sure. Uh, so we kind of went around thinking about it, and then uh, I was fortunate enough to find a few people who subscribed to that idea. And then mm. we started the Shankar Mahadevan Academy in 2010. And we actually launched the Academy on March 3rd, 2011, which is Shankar's birthday. And we are just approaching the 10th year of the Academy. It's very interesting how your journey from Mumbai to the US and back to India with so much of valuable experiences that you've learned in the process. It's very interesting to learn about Shankar Mahadevan Academy. It would have been quite challenging for you to convince people to perhaps understand and you know accept your model for this online learning so with shankar it was very easy uh, because oh. we had a past a history when we were in college uh, right. so the trust was already there so it was okay. not very hard mm. and uh, shankar also is a computer engineer so uh, while uh, he, he might have thought a little bit about how to deliver music online uh, i also told him the story about how you, you can start email on this phone to today mm. iPhones, right? Mm. So, so, you know, human beings, we are very versatile and we adapt when we need. 
and the need has to arrive. And I was I used to think during the last 10 years that maybe we were a little early because some people have a lot of questions. Some people actually thought I was blasphemous to do it online. I know it was not the right thing to do. But I used to tell them, you know, there's an Indian child in Finland growing up and they have no access to Carnatic music. You know, why, what's wrong in giving them the access? You know, do you want the child to be deprived of the art? So those are very subtle examples and there are many examples like that where uh, you know you you can get this beautiful art form out to people absolutely we don't have a problem with human capital we have a lots and lots of people but in the land of gurus we don't have good teachers you know the, the whole profession of teaching has been taken away from a, a level of a guru to a seventh grade employee government employee you know the the you know you need to give that impetus uh, the motivation the 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 whole halo about what a guru is free guru you know mata pita guru daivam you know that guru has gone way somewhere down it's not in that third level now you are absolutely right there are so many platforms available Sridharji, these days so when it comes to you know deciding on the best option having a gamut of organizations how do you think SMA stands out and why should they opt for SMA at all? The world of tech ed or ed tech as it is called is, is in, um, in uh, two ways. One is it's a way where uh, you have an umbrella organization that offers you music and yoga and this and that and that. So it's like a storefront. Mm-hmm. Now what they do is they connect with people who are uh, subject matter experts mm-hmm. and they create silos where you know you can learn uh, uh, classical music from this person or that person, that kind of thing. Okay, that's the way that is, the, basically that those uh, businesses are trying to empower a musician who already exists. Okay. Right. Now, there are second types of educational institutions online, like us, where we, we take the onus of getting the gurus, getting the curriculum, it's a very progressive curriculum, to, so that when a parent comes to our site, they not only see what they can learn for the next three months, but they also can see what they can learn for the next 10 years. So we have a very extensive curriculum where we have you know, uh, designed it like, uh, like a US college. Like we have a 100 series, 200 series, 300 series, and 400 series. 100 is beginner, 200 is intermediate, 300 is advanced, and 400 is masters. Apart from that, we have a huge library of repertoire of various compositions from, from, compositions from a lot of different gurus from the past and composers from the past. So what we are is focusing on a very specific specific way of delivering education, not for the short term, but a very well-defined plan that the parents can see what their children can go through. That's the fundamental first difference. Given that we have so much content, we have something called online music book, where the students can go and look at and listen to the, the compositions even after class. Now, between classes, we also have something called Omriyas, online music riyas. What happens is that the student would go to a particular page, they'll see, you know, watch the video of the teacher, they'll see the lyrics, and they'll have a recorder right there, Omriya's recorder. They can sing multiple times and choose to send the best version to the teacher. So between the two classes, the teacher and student are still interacting without a class, where they are singing and the teacher is singing back to the student, saying, okay, you made a mistake here, you know, the Sangati was a little not right, you know, do this, do that. So the children are better prepared for the next class. And apart from that, we have assessments and certifications. We take it very, very, um, uh, what do you call it, seriously to make sure that the students acquire a certain level of proficiency before they go to the next level. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of gurus do this because they are also very sincere about their art form. Here, what happens is the, only, the biggest difference that is different from one guru to other academy is the parents get to see exactly what we're doing. It's completely transparent. Mm. every step of the way. So if you go to our website, 
you can see the first course, the second course, the third course, you know, how the, the, the child is improving on a, on a regular basis. And mm -hmm. so, because a lot of our students come from non-musical families, they don't know better. So we want to educate the parents along the way as well. Right. One of the things that really struck me, you know, in a very positive note is it is very important for the parents to get information about how the children and the learning for children is, you know, progressing uh, over time. The concept is amazing, you know, and um, I happen to see the Facebook and the website as well, uh, which has got very valuable information and it's very methodical. It's very structured, as you said. It's a comprehensive uh, system which offers so many other options, right? And that's that's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but what I feel is, if you have the interest, and uh, if you really want to learn something, the medium of education is not should not be the barrier. As long as there's clarity of speech, the clarity of uh, you know, screen, like the, what we are doing now, that should not be a barrier for you to learn. You can say that in-person learning is better, certainly, but that should not be the barrier not to learn. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is Shankar being that brilliant person, he came up with this mission for the Shankar Mahadev Academy. Mm. It's just three words, joy of music. Now, these three words give you the ultimate freedom to do various things. And I'll tell you a few things around it. First is uh, we structured our courses, joy of music. So it can go across as many people, whatever ages they want, right? So our youngest student is not even born and our oldest student is 92 plus. When I say not even born, is we have Garb Sangeet for some you know, pregnant woman. Now from Garb Sangeet, so I call it minus one to infinity. Mm -hmm. So, so Garb Sangeet, and then when the child is born, we have something called rhymes, uh, lost lullabies. So why part of lost lullabies are lost the, the whole you know, systemic way that we learned languages from our grandmothers and such is just lost. So we are trying to revive the, the lorries and the waipatas so that you know, the children can really enjoy their native language to when they're growing up. From lost lullabies, we go to rhymes to swaras. Mm. So one of, see, I'm not a musician, so I'm very dangerous because I ask questions to musicians that they don't know answers because they have learned it in a way where they have not questioned anybody. So I asked Shankar, why are you learning Saregama Padadi? He thought for a bit and he said, every song has Sarekamapadi. Every song, really? Even Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? He said, yeah. Then he said, I asked him to sing Twinkle Little Little Star. Mm -hmm. I asked him to sing uh, Shakira's Waka Waka. And he converted all that into Sargams and sang it. I said, wow, why didn't people not think of it first? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I would have been interested if I was a child, if yeah. I can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in uh, you know, Swarams or Sargams. Mm -hmm. So, so Swaram is a very, uh, very beautiful course that we have for children aged between two and a half to five, which is a very nice transition step into classical music because they already are not afraid of the Sargam. Saregama Padani is already there. And then we have something called Grow With Music that we teach for children in schools. Mm. And then we have in, in the Sunny Carnatic and film music. And, I, and then there are other courses, but you know, to the, to the conversation that you're having, the whole uh, mission joy of music not only allowed us to create uh, courses across the ages, but also allows us to go to underprivileged. So for example, in 2011, we started the academy, but then in 2014, we set up a trust. So we take the same curriculum, same teachers, and we deliver to the slums of Dharavi, Govindi, and, and, uh, and uh, Chambur. And those children also come online now because of the pandemic. And then, you know, so there are many other programs under the trust, but the idea of joy of music is 
how can we deliver joy other than just learning came up sure. now we have started something called sma nirvana where we have our teachers think to lonely people they could be terminally ill they could be in a cancer center they could be in a senior care center there could be orphanage it doesn't matter we have our teachers think to them online we actually were going into the centers but now we are teaching them online and yeah you know and today we you know uh, if you go to shankarji's uh, facebook page from two days ago there is this fantastic clip of the orphans dancing like crazy and if you can give that 45 minute of joy you know that, so so our philosophy is more than just learning music and music you know you may not be the best singer but you still can give joy with music absolutely very rightly said the most important thing is one should really enjoy when they sing that that is of utmost importance and we have multiple programs on the trust so inspire india project is where we teach underprivileged children then right. we have archive to our life where we try to get compositions of lost composers you know we have forgotten people so we try to get that and make it available for free for people to listen and learn then we have uh, sma nirvana which is to sing to the uh, you know lonely people you know whether it be ill or any which way we think about it then we have sma muskurahat which is where we are collecting a endowment where we'll use the interest to support musicians families who have been abandoned or they have been in an accident or uh, even during the pandemic a lot of people you know nadaswaram uh, musicians they have yeah. no uh, livelihood so we are trying to create that uh, endowment to support uh, musicians sma muskurahat we have joyful choir uh, so joy of music right so we allow, you know uh, with the joyful choir project we reach music to people in the autistic spectrum or down syndrome or uh, the special children and uh, and then we are we have more other things in works so see um, oh, now if anybody knows shankar madan i know him very in close quarters he's a very genuine caring person and i you know for me uh, it is important to showcase the academy as a as a place where we value music for everybody and is very inclusive and it's not just for you know people who can afford it uh, money should not be the only way that you can learn music you know those are kind of things that we very very strongly believe in Absolutely. the other thing we do is we take our all the musicians who come to us and we convert them to teachers it takes us about a month and a half to convert them to teachers we have a very strong pedagogy practice we have a teacher certification course that we have go to because out of the 100 musicians we find about 5 to 10% who are teachers because teaching is a very different art form Yeah. you know you need to understand how to uh, you know motivate a child how to, if a child is not getting it you can't just say repeat 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 yeah. or you know you think ta 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 that child is just getting bored and you know, getting frustrated so we have different techniques of how to get a child uh, you know to feel motivated and you know feel happy about what they are doing essentially the shankarman academy we have done a good amount of work to uh, you know to repeat what shankar has done in his uh, musical career in the education space. fantastic i mean now that i've spoken to you i get more of you know clarity and and i'm able to appreciate you know from as a parent and also as an artist the amazing work that the academy is doing currently how do you think that you you'll be able to sustain because you have not just you're not focusing on just one particular discipline right how do you think that you will be able to sustain and keep the progress ongoing yeah we have two things uh, one we actually started it about uh, Five years ago, and one we started about two years ago. Right. One is to reach out to more schools where we get children to enjoy and love music. Mm. Okay. Then you can start to teach music. Okay. Mm. First thing is just for them to enjoy music. So mm. we have a curriculum called mm. Grow with Music in our schools, 
Well, what we are seeing is once you once the students are going through that program, they actually come and join for classical music. Okay, that's one. Uh, now, of course, all the schools are shut because of the pandemic. We'll probably yes. restart it next year. The second is we started having smaller centers. Uh, we had two centers in Bangalore, one center in Pune, three centers in Mumbai, which are all shut down now. Again, we will revive it. The idea there is not to teach them, but for them to come and collude, to have a community, for them to touch and feel, sing with each other. You know, you can probably even create a Western band with Carnatic music or whatever. You know, so you know, a space where people can come and explore their own music to to new compositions. One thing that we are very strong is in each one of our courses from from the, from the first course, we say music is a performing art, not only performance. So art. So the way we think about it is sa re ga ma pa da ni. Think about them as seven colored crayons. Okay. Now, as a, as you would give a three-year-old child the crayons to draw, as a parent, you say, what a fantastic composition. Why can't we do that in music? So that's what we do in our class. Even in the first two months, the students are starting to compose. By the time they are in the third, fourth year, they have composed beautiful things. Because it's it's all about thinking how, right? And then once you start putting that small tweak of composing, so mm. now we are actually treating Carnatic music, Hindustani music as a performing art. We are not separating the art out of it. Okay. And art, again, the compositions get complex when you're working with different people. And then the lyrics are different. And also we have uh, SMA Samaj where we have people write lyrics mm. for causes. We have uh, largely for the girl child. Garuf Se Jiyenge is for the people with disabilities and things and so on. So for this all in the website. But the point is, we get our children to compose for a cause that is important for them. And you know, it's beautiful compositions come out on that. And uh, so, um, uh, so to your question about it, how do we sustain? One is uh, the centers where we'll have more community, more people enjoying music. Uh, one is schools. And uh, the third one is we're thinking about extending mu from music to other art forms that are slowly going away in India, like, you know, uh, Yakshigana, any dance form, for example. Theater, the you know Dastangui, Kavad Kata. There's so many beautiful art forms in India that are just you know there are only two or three who are practicing it today, or you know very very small. And I think it it we owe it to the children that they were there. Whether they pick it up or not is their cup of tea. But at least we have to present it to them. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's really good. It is important to revive the older the art forms also, which are almost getting into extinction. See. For example, if a child wants to learn, say they've already have learned with some other teacher and they want to join the academy, the reason why I ask you this question is because, you know, we call it the patantaram, right? So when you learn from a particular style, right, and then you move to a different style, obviously expected that you will have to start from the start. So how exactly does this work? How do they go about? I know it is a very basic question, perhaps. No, 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 no. This is a fantastic question, Chitraji, because this is something that took a lot of time for us to understand how to do it. And then and when you were designing the structure of the curriculum. So what we realized is, regardless of what it is in music, first thing is Swarasthanam and Lai or Talam. So those two things are basic. You know, forget about anything else. So our first three to five courses are based on that. So we have one zero. We have some courses in hundred A B C D. We talk for children. Then one zero one, one zero two, one zero three. Then we have a star level exam. That one and a half years, we expect the students to have a swarasthanam at least in the seven basic notes in the middle octave. Mm. By the time they come to one zero seven, they should have a swarasthanam for all the two and a half octaves, including all the twelve notes. 
Okay. Right. So that's the idea. Mm. Now to do that also, what we did was we created an app called Sur Sadhana. Now Sur Sadhana is a free app for anybody to download and you have to just sing Sa on your pitch and um, uh, Shankarji will come and say, great, nah, oh no, okay, and then you keep trying and uh, you get a score for it. We kind of gamified it. Uh, it's a big hit with the children, okay, because they can get immediate feedback. So if you question about it, so say a student has learned two years from somewhere else. Now we'll come, so every course we have something called a prerequisite. It will be very detailed. Okay. Have you learned this, 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 this. And uh, when they come, they can read it and say, and then when they join, when they enroll, they have a test, a small test of sing this and send it to us. Right. And our teachers listen to it and they say, okay, you are really good. You can join here. Or you know what? You can join one course lower so that you get the practice and come to the next. So that's how it works. And, uh, and uh, so, or sometimes we find that the students will learn for two years. They're completely off in their swarasana. Then we ask them to start from the beginning. Fair enough. Very important name associated with the academy. Hul Shankarji really have the time to interact with every student as such. And how, how does it go about? It has... Uh, um, uh, so we have what uh, what we call as recital series, recitals, co recitals, concerts, and performances. Right. Now we have something called teacher-led recital. That's the first step, which is the teacher who is teaching, say, 30 students. They will have a recital for their own students, and they'll invite one or two more teachers to come and give comments. Mm. Now the next one is the curriculum coordinator or the Karnatic head or the Hindustani head recital, where you know, some parts of the 30, 30, 30 students, they get to sing to the curriculum coordinator. And that happens once a month. The teacher-led recitals also happen once a month. Now we have, after that, is Sangam. Once a year, we have an annual program. Until last year, we used to have it in a, uh, in a, a auditorium. Mm -hmm. And one year, we had it in NCPA in Mumbai. Otherwise, we used to, we are, we are doing it in Bangalore, where students from all over the world come for two days. You know, they spend time with each other. They meet their teachers, you know, because they are learning online. They actually get a chance to meet the teacher in person. And the presentation they, program. they prepare for it. And usually Shankar comes to listen to them. Also, we invite people like uh, Arunaji, Arunaji Sairam, uh, Ari Aranji. Uh, last year, it was uh, Shreya Gosalji and Purban Chatterjee. You know, so people like that who come. And and one one year it was Kaushiki Chakrabartiji. So they come and encourage the students. And then Shankar and Shankar usually has a master class with them. So you know if we can go back and look in YouTube, you'll find all these videos where there is this just beautiful sessions with uh, Arunaji and Shankar, Hariharan and Shankar, um, and Kaushiki Ji and Shankar. It's just beautiful. And you know that inspires children to do this. So that is Sangam. Then we just launched something called Prayag, where we will take the student with a, through a journey of three months to polish and give them a stage for Arangetra, for music. Right. And then we'll also do the same thing for budding artists. We've already done some shows, uh, thing, but then they need some finance, some tweaks, you know, how to preserve your voice. What are the correct uh, sequence of compositions to look for that suits your voice? How do you make sure that the audience is appreciating you? All sure. of those techniques will be taught. Okay, so that is another where where Shankar is there. In the last one and a half years, we have started having Shankar come for what we call as Vidyaram series. Every time a new student joins, we collect about 300 students and we have sessions of 50 each where Shankar comes and gets them initiated in the process, the first class. Now Vidyaram, of course, is Dasara, but we can't do Vidyaram, you know, we can't wait for one year to do this. So we do it almost every second month. Uh, it will be live on Facebook. So you can see how patient Shankarji is with the children. Uh, he makes them sing. He makes them sing in any language. He you know, teaches them the Sarigama Padani. 
it's just beautiful you know you go ahead and watch it if you can so we don't have any age limit like i said our academy is from minus one to infinity so like i said you know we have a lot of 40 50 60 70 year olds who come and enjoy it usually what happens is uh, children below eight don't uh, you know come for vidyaram because they really don't know shankar yeah. people who are older know shankar. Oh, so that that's when it is more uh, yeah there's a more bigger connect sure fantastic so what do you think would be your message to all the young people out there uh, what is it that you're trying to convey through this okay the first thing is uh, listen listen to music just listen to any type of music it doesn't matter because uh, you know one of the things i uh, early on realized is even me not going to a music class i know at least 200 songs i may not sing well but i know 200 songs so your first year, a first teacher is your year, right? Now, if I take what I know and practice, then I can sing better. The teacher comes when you have to tweak the finer points. Oh, this, you're missing this swaram, you're missing this uh, uh, harkat. You know, this, uh, this is not, you're missing the raga there. You, you, you know, one note is going there or something. Or it could, could be better if you do this. So that's when the teacher comes. Yeah. You can actually learn music just by listening. And that's the first thing. I, I would encourage every child, every parent of a child to get them to listen to any type of music. It doesn't matter. That's the first. And don't force a child. We tell oftentimes to parents, just because you missed your chance to learn music, don't push your child to learn music. Let them come. Joy of music. The child should enjoy music. Otherwise, there's no point. You will push and then they will just build a resentment towards music. You don't want to happen. That to happen. So don't push any children. So those are the two fundamental messages I want to give. Listen to a lot of music. Don't push anybody that they don't want to do. Amazing. Wonderful work what the Academy is doing as such. And I'm sure a genius and a musical legend such as Shankarji and with your knowledge and expertise, I'm sure, you know, the Academy will flourish further in the years to come. My best wishes to you, Shankarji, and to the Academy as such in the future years. How would you describe yourself in three words, perhaps? Dreamer. I'm a dreamer. I'm practical. And I'm very committed and faithful. Essentially, I don't go back on my word. Who have been your influences in your life? My mother, Reed Hastings, and uh, the writer called Malcolm Gladwell. What is the recent book you've just read? That's the easy one. I just finished reading my wife's book. Um, my wife's name is Deepa Sridhar. She has written a book. This is her first book. Uh, she published it about uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Fantastic. Please convey my best wishes to her. Your favorite food, a cuisine? South Indian. So what my uh, grandmother's recipes, my mother's recipes. I love to cook, uh, but I, I try everything. But uh, when it comes to uh, an avial or uh, a car reversal, I just love it. Your favorite holiday destination? Greece. Very inspiring chat. Thank you so much for giving me your valuable time and speaking about the Academy. Um, best wishes uh, to everybody who's associated to all the wonderful teachers there. Let me thank you for uh, saying those things. I really, really thank you for uh, you to take the time for doing this. Um, uh, the, I have to tell you that the last 10 years of running this Academy has been living a passion. It just doesn't feel like a job. Uh, I've found the uh, the perfect, uh, you know, job, if you will, where I live it. I'm not working it. So thank you so much for that. So, on a lighter note, uh, I usually tell people this. My name is Sridhar Ranganathan. 
I'm the founder and CEO of the Shankar Mahalan Academy, but I'm not a musician. 